0: The following is a ray-gun-armed, faster-than-light presentation of GalacticNetcasts.com. The, the Time-Traveling time traveling Robots, robots in in
1: space, space podcast, podcast
0: starts, starts now. now. Hello, welcome to episode number 15 of the Time-Traveling Robots in Space podcast. I am your host, the Inter-Dave, alongside my co-host, Captain Paul Swickard. <laughs> How are you, Paul?
1: Uh, I am exhausted, but doing well. I'm glad to be podcasting with you, sir.
0: And we almost didn't get on the air because we had technical problems last night, and then <laughs> we almost had technical problems tonight.
1: Uh, I, I, you can blame me for that one. Why? Well, things happen around me. Things break. It just happens. <laughs> you're, you're saying you're cursed? Uh, I don't know about cursed, but kind of close, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll
0: just leave it at that. Uh, hopefully, this, the rest of this podcast will go
1: smooth as silk. And this, So far, it's fantastic.
0: Yeah. Uh, so let's dive into it. This is the show where we talk about time travel, robots, and space in science fiction and science fact. So uh, let's get this thing going, shall we? to one. 1.
1: Time, Time travel. travel.
0: We got our first voicemail.
1: No kidding. <laughs> and I'm not. I wouldn't kid you. Wow. <laughs> That's impressive. We need to, like, <clears throat> I don't know, give him a shout-out or something.
0: Well, we will in a second. Um, before we play it, though, let's uh, give out that number in case you want to do what Renalto did. Uh, he's the guy that called <laughs> us. The number is uh, 805-328-3966, 805-328-3966. And let's find out what Ronaldo had to say from last week's show, I believe. Hi, guys. This is Ronaldo Espinoza from Jersey. Maybe you guys should look into YouTube. There's a video called, if you look exactly for Sign Traveler Group,' It's a guy who was, like, cleaning his sinks. For some reason, he says he probably in time. Obviously stupid, but he has a video that he recorded of, with his cell phone of himself on the future, like seven years from today, and you can see the video on YouTube. They have the same tattoos. I don't know if it's fake or real, but they presented it in, like, I think in the Discovery Channel. Um, or that's why you can see the logo of the Discovery Channel on the corner on the video. Uh, so you guys might want to look into that. Thank you guys for listening, and again, this is Renato, a you know, from Germany. Renato. I said Renato. I apologize. Renato. Thank you, Renato. Yeah. Indeed. And I did look up the video, and we'll put it in the uh, show notes at galacticnetcast.com. Basically, the video is a news story about a guy who crawls under a sink to fix a leak or something, but he continues going. <laughs> he keeps on going and going and going, ends up traveling through some kind of time portal. There he meets his future older self. Uh, The guy is lucky enough to have his cell phone with him, so he takes video of them together. They even compare tattoos that they have on their arms that are identical because they are the same person to uh, show that they are actually the same person. So, um, yeah, I, I highly recommend checking out the video. And, again, we'll have the link in the show notes section of this podcast at GalacticNetcast.com. So what do you believe, Paul?
1: Do you believe this guy actually did this? <laughs> do I believe he did it? Absolutely. Without question. Yeah. Instead you know instead of like a big coat closet, you have a you know, you have a sink. It's cool. It's the it's the time travelers modern era, the blue collar time kind of time travel. I dig it.
0: It reminds me of the Lion the Witch in the wardrobe.
1: Yeah, they? that's exactly what I was referencing. <laughs> yeah. Oh I'm sorry. No, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it totally is. Like just oh, this is an adventure a plumber might have. That's cool. Oh, you know
0: what? You could do a bunch of different adventures. Like take take a different profession and do what they do but make it uh make a time portal in their job. Okay, okay like for example, plumber goes to the sink. Okay? Sure. Garbage man would jump in the back of the truck maybe, and that would be his time portal. All
1: right, all right, I do see you, where you're going. Do,
0: do you got a suggestion? What else?
1: I ah, oh, jeez. Well, mine would be kind of boring. It'd be very matrixy. I'd essentially get sucked into my computer. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. I, well, I guess not. But it's I guess you know what I mean. It's not as original. It, it, it's been. I feel like it's been done. The whole getting into sucked into your digitized world kind of thing is. It's 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 been done many a times
0: but i can imagine that morphing effect maybe maybe your whole body gets stretched and digitized at the same time it gets turned in it gets turned into like uh sparkly stuff and then it's it shoots into the screen in your computer
1: i like it yeah so what does a school teacher's time travel look like is that like you are like drawn on the blackboard and all of a sudden the blackboard like eats you and all yes. the kids scream. Yes.
0: Or or, <laughs> you, or you crawl into one of those old-fashioned desks like they had back, oh, in, the, back okay. in the 40s and 50s. You know, the, okay,
1: sure. So, like, the teacher is having a bad day and wants to crawl under her desk, and she is magically time-traveling back, you know, into the 20s where you could actually hit children.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah, check out that video. It will be in the show notes for the third time, repeating it. Uh, show notes section at galacticnetcast.com. And you've got something pretty cool. What is it?
1: I know it. I don't, uh, you know what? I, w- I was watching this trailer not thinking about time travel at all, actually. And I don't know if you know this, Dave, but there is a Men in Black 3 on its way next summer. No, really? Indeed, I know. Ten years after the second one. So... Chew on that for a minute. You have this. You have a franchise that's been like just essentially it's been dead for over a decade, and now all of a sudden you have the same cast coming back for a third. And you may be asking yourself, why? Oh, why is this in the time travel section? Well, apparently, Will Smith, among other things, is going to be time traveling in this particular movie,
0: and he does it in a very
1: unique way. Indeed. And if you watch the trailer, you will notice what he's doing. <laughs> uh, it, it appears as though he is jumping off of a building in order to do so. Freaked me out, man. I, that's my <laughs> worst fear is fear of
0: heights. So when I watched him do that, I just i got that feeling in my stomach like, oh, no, no.
1: <laughs> I understand, sir. I understand. We all have our vices it, it, or we all have our, you know, our fears, our crosses to bear. Uh so he, but he made it. Uh I I would assume so, yes.
0: <laughs> and he um yeah the 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 trailer's pretty awesome. Um it I I liked it. I it, really did. It's classic Men in Black.
1: Mm-hmm. And if you like I'd imagine that if you like the first two movies then you would like this one. Uh I I my personal hope is that it's better than number 2. I mean 2 was fine, but mm-hmm. it wasn't I thought the first one was was much better.
0: Yeah, I wasn't impressed at all with uh, with number 2. that's for sure. Mm-hmm.
1: And I will say also that you will meet a younger version of K, which is played by uh, Tommy Lee Jones. But the young version of K is Josh Brolin. Okay. So me and Brad were talking
0: about this very same thing in the Alien Invasion podcast okay. a couple hours ago, and we had a debate whether Josh Brolin was doing the voice of K or if that was Tommy Lee Jones, Jones's voice overdubbed over Josh Brolin's voice.
1: It's uh, that's interesting. See, I see uh, Josh Brolin's a good enough of an actor to actually pull off Tommy Lee Jones. And he looks like him anyway. Yeah. I, I uh, you know, I, I think it's Josh Brolin. Just that's doing that's what really I thought, too. Impression. Definitely. But yeah, I was so I was actually a bit taken aback. I'm like, wow, these two guys actually are portraying each other pretty well
0: funny scene when uh when will um realizes where he is
1: yes y- you
0: got to watch the trailer and like uh with the other one we'll put that in the show notes at galacticnetcast.com so what else did you get out of that
1: uh you have emma thompson in there which i thought was a pleasant surprise i was not expecting her i guess and she's i
0: guess she's kind of in there to replace um what's his face rip torn rip torn thank you yeah
1: yeah that could be And as I see, I'm conflicted about that because I really like Emma Thompson as an actress. And I don't know, Rip Torn, there's something about him. This just his kind of persona that he portrays that really makes that kind of it makes it makes the whole Men in Black universe feel right. Oh, yeah. He's awesome. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I I can't argue with Emma Thompson. I really can't. That's an excellent choice. And you know what? Another thing. I didn't know that Tommy Lee Jones was going to be in this at all. I thought that he wouldn't be... I, I did not know that he was going to play a role.
0: See, that, I wasn't uh, really sure. I didn't know the details until until I watched the trailer. I didn't know exactly what the story was.
1: Or my or, guess,
0: or if he was going to be in it or not.
1: Yeah, my guess is that he'll play a smaller role. Like him, just obviously his character is going to be in it throughout. But I think he himself is probably going to be in it, you know, probably a bit less. Yeah, I, I believe so. But uh, yeah, good trailer. Check it out. Cool. All right, let's move on, shall we?
0: Settle
1: two. Robots.
0: All right, as we look back at the year, MTV.com has put together a series of polls regarding films that were released in 2011. Categories include the typical best ensemble cast, greatest sex scene, or what I think is the most important question of all of them: who was the best? Or uh, Who was the best movie robot of 2011? Ooh, and uh, you, can, right. you can vote for uh, a number of... Here, here's your choices. Optimus Prime from Transformer, Transformers Dark of the Moon. Wafflebot. Okay. I don't know where Wafflebot is from. Do you know... Oh! Wow. Uh,
1: a, a, uh, a Very Harold and is...
0: Kumar's 3D Christmas. Okay.
1: Yeah, I never saw that, did you? No, I haven't seen
0: that either. <laughs> um, Adam from Real Steel. Okay, '80s robot from the Muppets. Okay, or the automation from Hugo.
1: Oh, okay. I still haven't seen Hugo. I want to see that.
0: It looks really good. I and,
1: know it does. And uh, I just,
0: I, I there's shoot. so many other movies that I want to see first, though. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> like we got the Muppets out still. Uh, we've mm-hmm. got that um, the alien invasion movie in Russia. I forget what it's called. That's coming out. Um, oh yeah. Uh, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah, uh, your choices again Optimus Prime from Transformers, Wafflebot from Harold and Kumar, Adam, Real Steel, 80s Robot from The Muppets, or The Automation from Hugo. And uh, you can take part in the poll by going to moviesblog.mtv.com slash 2011 slash 12 slash 07 slash best dash movie. Dash robot dash 2011 backslash or no front slash, excuse me. Wow, or I, w-
1: I will commit that to memory. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or the easier way is just go to galacticnetcast.com, click on podcast, click on um, time traveling robots in space, and then go to this episode of the show. And We'll have the uh, link in the show notes.
1: Indeed, I saw greatest sex scene and then saw Optimus Prime and was very confused. <laughs>
0: Let's combine the categories, yeah. shall we? <laughs> best ensemble of robots, best sex scene of robots. Uh,
1: yeah, sorry. I, I apologize for going there.
0: That's <laughs> no, all right. No, I, I can see why you would go in that direction. <laughs>
1: oh, goodness. Okay, what speaking do you got, Paul? Of, speaking of creepy robots, <laughs> the, I see. Now, I wish I knew how to pronounce this. It's like now or neo robot. But they released this uh, this second – apparently there is a previous version of this little guy. But it is much like you would think – I kind of thought of Jarvis from the Iron Man films, just impersonified in, in a little tiny – well, not tiny, but maybe a two-foot-tall robot. And the whole idea is, is that it's kind of a companion, as it were. Okay. It is – it, it – it, it's supposed to do a variety of things for you. It is supposed to play music, it is supposed to rec- like it is supposed to recognize who you are and it's supposed to be able to speak with you. And apparently there's also like, you know, you have all the Wi-Fi, I- Ethernet, you have microphones on it, you have it's supposed to also have smart motor skills in that it can actually like walk around a little bit and be able to pick itself back up if it falls.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah, and another thing for all you programming nerds out there is that it uh has a programmable SDK, meaning that you could actually like program it to do specific things if you wanted it to. Okay. Yeah. I
0: have to and, I have to pause for a second and think this may be the very moment where the robot apocalypse begins at this moment right here.
1: I feel like we say that every
0: week. Yeah, we do say it every week. <laughs> yeah you're right. But this seems like it's starting to become more mainstream and then yeah. The more mainstream it gets, the more they'll take over, and uh, sooner or later, we'll be out of it. We'll be out of the picture.
1: Yeah, this is supposed to – this even more so is because it's, it's a – like, it's supposed to be a consumer product. Mm-hmm. Like, you're supposed to be able to go out and buy this thing. And it looks – you know, you look at it, it looks like a toy. But, uh, yeah, it's supposed to actually be, you know, somewhat useful. But they're, the way they're advertising this thing is kind of hilarious. They're almost like they're advertising it like it, as if it were a friend of yours.
0: Well, have you seen... Uh, I know the video that you're talking about because I sent you the story, but did you right. see the second video of the, the same robot, a bunch of this robot doing, thril- was it Thriller, the Michael Jackson song? So they programmed it to do Thriller? Yeah, a bunch of them put together, they did Thriller. The moves That's from awesome. the video,
1: that is awesome. Yeah, I like that. That's good. Good <laughs> on you. <laughs> so this, you know what? The,
0: this kind of reminded me when I when I saw this robot. The size of it reminded me of that that toy robot from what was that Steven Spielberg movie with uh, the child actor? What's his name? Um,
1: are you, you're not talking about AI, are you? Yeah,
0: AI. Yeah. yeah. Um. I forget what scene it was, but uh, there's a certain scene where the kid—well, uh, he's—he's actually an android—but the kid is out, like in the the land of lost robots or whatever it was. And then there was a robot that was like a t- that looked like a toy from way back in the day. Oh, okay. Um, I'm, I'm terrible at explaining things sometimes, but <laughs> if you can remember that scene, this is what. Seeing the video of this robot, that's what it reminded me of.
1: Okay. Okay. I get it. Yeah, it seems like, I guess, if we continue in the way that robotics are being advanced, it, I would imagine that, you know, in the not-too-distant future, maybe, you know, 10, 20 years, that this will be very obsolete. Wow. Yeah. It's going gonna- it, at the very least, it's it's interesting to it's definitely interesting to watch. Whether or not you want one is a different story. But hey, I, I that's one thing that they didn't bring up, and I was kind of surprised. I'm I'm kind of curious how much this thing costs. I was going to
0: ask you if you knew the price.
1: <laughs> no, I don't. But it, it, I I mean, just given its capability, I would imagine that it is not it can't be that cheap.
0: No, I don't suppose. But you know what? I'm guessing it's a couple thousand dollars. I'm just ballparking.
1: Yeah. No, um, I,
0: I tend to agree. Hang on one second. I'm kind of looking it up here. The Nao yeah. robots. The first thing, the first suggestion that came up, Nao robot price. <laughs> so <laughs> we're not the only people. Okay.
1: Um, U.S., do you want to take a guess? Uh, I'm going to say, you know what? I'm going to say an even grand. That's what I'm going to say. Nope, you're way
0: off. Oh, good Lord. $16,000.
1: Wow. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's you know what it's cool. It's not sixteen grand cool.
0: No, uh-uh. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> no, but you know what's going to happen? A bunch of celebrities are going to get these, and oh, then sure. the demand will go up for them, and they'll lower the price.
1: I wonder if we're going to see jobs created as a result of this thing. I guess it depends how popular it gets. You know, yes, ro- I'd like I'd like to hire a programmer for the SDK of the Neo Robot. I need him to do this. <laughs> That'd be I need him to jump in a pool and not like. And flail around like a chicken or something.
0: <laughs> What's funny is we'd be creating jobs to get rid of jobs, basically. Yeah, kind of. You know? <laughs> because eventually robots will take over like little menial tasks. Well, they already do, but they're very limited. You know, they're like the robots in, in factories, that oh, kind yeah. of stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: But I could see like uh, this neo-, neo robot, you know, maybe a little bit taller. With mm-hmm. a few more abilities, behind the counter at some at some like convenience store or a restaurant.
1: Maybe I mean I'm a, reminded a bit of iRobot. Like yeah. this strikes me as the first iteration yep. of that sort of idea.
0: Yep, exactly. Okay, we'll see where it goes. Uh, let's see where this podcast goes next. Sector three space. space. Okay, as a follow up to last week's long discussion about Benicio del Toro passing on the role. In the uh, next Star Trek film, we have this story. Sources have told Variety that Venezuelan actor Edgar Ramirez is J.J. Abrams' pick to replace Del Toro for the role of the villain in the next Star Trek movie. Still not sure if it's uh, Khan yet or not. Ramirez, who is not widely known to American audiences, played Carlos the Jackal in the miniseries Carlos, which I think was on HBO or Showtime or one of those pay channels. Um... He's also been in the Bourne Ultimatum and will show up as Ares, the god of war, in next year's Wrath of the Titans, which I thought was kind of funny because if this is Khan, uh, the last time we saw Khan was in Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan.
1: (laughs) So basically what we're saying is he's angry.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The villain in Abram's sequel is believed to be Khan, but Nobody's saying for sure yet. I saw an interview with uh, Simon Pegg yesterday with MTV News, and he said because he's read the script, he said that he's not seen Khan mentioned at all in the script. Oh, okay. But that doesn't mean that Khan's not in it, right? Uh, that may be privileged information.
1: That that's I don't think that's uncommon. I think that's I think actors get. What they need to get, I, I, I've definitely heard of scenarios where, like, they'll hide parts of the script just because they don't want it accidentally leaked.
0: Well, they did that all the time with *Battlestar Galactica*, where, sure, sure, you know, uh, a, a huge plot point in the show would be uh, would be hidden, would not be given to certain cast members, so they wouldn't know what was going on, mm-hmm. just to mm-hmm. make it better, make it a better story.
1: Yeah, and I th- honestly, I think that's better. I, I think I think we we as the, you know, purveyors of this entertainment or are, are I think we are better for it. Mm-hmm. And something else
0: I thought of, too, is, you know, Simon Pegg may not be in a scene that's talking about the villain, which could be Khan. You know, sure. he may be in a bunch of other scenes, but he may not be in a scene directly involving that plot line.
1: Mm-hmm. So he doesn't need to know. No, no, I wouldn't think so. And he's not, I mean, I love Simon Pegg, but he's not a, a principal, he's not a, a main character.
0: No, no, he's no Spock or Kirk or Mc- even McCoy. Mm. But he, does, he'll, he will play a, a, a certain major part of the film, I'm sure.
1: Sure. You know, it's an ensemble cast, and when that happens, you have people who obviously get less screen time.
0: <laughs> All I want to see is see a lot of uh, Zoe. <laughs> I don't care about anybody else. I want to see a lot of Zoe Zaldana. Is that how you pronounce her last name?
1: Yep. Okay, yep. that is her.
0: She's very attractive.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, jeez. Okay, so it seems I, like I notice I'm not disagreeing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so it seems like
0: you've got a very interesting story. What, what do you got? Indeed, I do. So,
1: I, I uh, believe it or not, I actually had to double check this. from a couple different sources and i picked the most reputable one that being forbes (laughs) and it i and i yeah i really can't tiptoe around this um they're trying to propose a tax subsidy so where you as a person can get buried in space if you want to
0: hey i'm all i'm all aboard on this
1: i i yeah it's it i I don't think it'll go through, <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, sorry, all, if I got your hopes up just then. But it, it's an interesting idea nonetheless. Uh, you no, know, uh, the, essentially the Virginia General, General Assembly is considering a bill that assen- would allow you to get buried, buried, in quotes. <laughs> I don't know how you bury someone, but <laughs> they uh, would, you, it would be tax deductible if you were to have that kind of a burial. It's, it this, seems
0: not very cost prohibitive to launch a bunch of dead bodies into space.
1: You wouldn't, you would think so. You would think so. I mean, I, I don't know. I have not been close enough to enough funerals to know exactly how much a funeral would cost. But I would imagine it can't be that much more expensive. I mean, I guess it kind of depends. The, the, the whole thing here is that they're trying to specify you would need, that you would need to launch a rocket from a particular spaceport. So the idea is is that you would be creating business for this particular area. Okay. That's the that's the whole thing behind this. Okay. And at least the premium the premium service in the running for this is promising to shoot your ashes into space for $12,500.
0: That's not too bad.
1: Yep. I mean, I mean compared to funeral
0: yeah. prices these days that's pretty cheap I think.
1: I think I tend to think so too. I guess it depends on what you how you want to how you would like to submit your remains but yeah. It's a I I there you go. Submit your ashes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See I thought it was just bodies but you're actually being cremated first.
1: That is the implication. Then I from what I read, they didn't explicitly say that, but they said they will shoot your ashes into space. Okay.
0: Well, I'm, I'm all for anything
1: that moves the space industry forward. Yeah. A lot of people, you know, now all of the stories that are having to do with space are comparing it to NASA's budget. You know, every, everybody's getting compared to, okay, NASA is slashing their budget. How can we... How can we take advantage of this situation where there might be a demand for things that NASA would have normally provided? Mm-hmm. Not that they would have provided this particular service, but you get my point. <laughs> but I,
0: but I'm seeing I'm seeing uh, kind of a uh, one scratches the other's back kind of thing here because a lot of the stuff, a lot of the menial stuff that NASA was doing will be taken over by the private space private space companies Mm -hmm. and that will grow the industry uh to increase demand so that nasa will kind of get back in the game again and the stuff that nasa does will be more research based more uh exploration type based okay if you know what i mean yeah so it makes sense one helps the other helps the other kind of thing um, did you hear that they scheduled the flight for the Dragon capsule, uh SpaceX, the Dragon, their their Dragon space capsule that's going to be docking possibly with the International Space Station?
1: No, I hadn't heard that. What's that about?
0: Um, SpaceX, which is a private space company, uh, Elon Musk, the guy that's behind uh what is it? Um the the electric car company, what's it called? Um the, the wait, the high the, end,
1: the, the really high end. Stuff? Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. Shoot, I, I, the name escapes me. I don't remember off the top. The Volt, Tesla. No, no, that's Chevy. Tesla Motors. It, okay.
0: Yeah, Tesla. He he runs Tesla. Anyways, he also runs uh, SpaceX, which is a private space company. They're sending up a rocket next year. Well, it's going to be two tests in one. They're gonna they're gonna test the actual rocket going up for the second time. But then they're going to bring the, the Dragon space capsule with on this flight, and it's going to dock with the International Space Station, and that will be the very first private uh, docking of a private space capsule to the ISS ever. So it's going to cool. be, if it's successful, it's going to make history, and it's going to be one more step closer to uh, private space companies, uh, you know, actively doing stuff in space. That's awesome. Yeah. Alright. So, getting buried in space.
1: Getting buried in space.
0: Alright. Would right. you do that? Uh, yes. I'd be the yeah. kind of person that would do that. If, if it, especially if it was cheaper. It was, if it was cheaper for me to do it than to get actually
1: buried in,
0: uh, on Earth, then I would definitely do it.
1: I'm not sure which side... If it were just me, I would definitely do it. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure where my family would fall. You know, I, I I I'm debating about who, which side would win. Would it be the we don't want the, Paul to do this crazy thing kind of a side, or would it be the pragmatist? This is actually cheaper <laughs> side. Yeah,
0: it'd be it'd be an interesting argument, interesting conversation to have.
1: Yeah. Oh, by the way,
0: uh, I I've been meaning to tell you guys, but I made arrangements to get buried in space when I
1: die. You awesome. what? <laughs> Apparently, just up along those lines, You, uh, I don't know if it matters to anybody, but your family will receive a certificate notifying that yeah, they have indeed shot you into space. Sweet.
0: Well, uh, <laughs> you'd be uh, among some big-time famous people because, what, Roddenberry's up there and a few other famous space-type people. <laughs> Spa- I'm being very specific. Space-type people. Space-type people. <laughs> Alright, let's move on to recommendations, shall we? We should. I gave in to you, my friend. Oh. I watched a Futurama episode. Bravo.
1: Good on you, Dave. Right. I am I am thrilled. Thank you. I, and and do tell.
0: Alright, how was it? Since uh since it's Christmas season, I chose to watch the Futurama holiday spectacular.
1: Okay. Okay. I like it.
0: Um I like it. Originally titled Holiday Value Pack, it was the 13th episode of the 6th season, originally airing November 21st of last year. The episode features three self-contained segments sponsored by the fictitious product Gunderson's Unshelled Nuts. The (laughs) first segment is based on Xmas, pronounced as Xmas, like eks mess, a version of Christmas, in the 30th century in which long extinct pine tree species are revived, but due to seed contamination, they grow out of control. Um, The second segment is based on... uh, uh, It's a combination of robots (laughs) and... Robonica. Okay, Robonica? Okay, Robonica. Robonica. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Um, It's made up for Bender to avoid work in which Bender leads the crew on a search for petroleum oil in order for him to celebrate the holiday. He, the reason he wants the oil is so he can have oil wrestling. There, <laughs> there, there's, two fe- there's two female robots who are going to wrestle in oil, but they're out of oil, so they can't wrestle. They, so there's no oil left on the Earth except deep, deep, deep within the planet. So they go down there, and it's funny because on each of these segments, at the end, they all die. On each one of them. That's how they end them. They all die. Except for on this episode, Bender stays alive. Because he's a robot. (laughs) Rock on. In the third and final segment, the Planet Express crew go in search of beeswax in order to create traditional beeswax candles for Kwanzaa. And guess what? They all die at the end.
1: So, you know, the typical holiday uplifting film
0: yeah exactly so i i i i I really like well i i've seen futurama before i just i'm just not into it but sure this may actually turn the tide i may watch a couple more episodes
1: you know it's rare where a series does this but ever since they got rebooted through comedy central i think it's gotten better yeah it's possible it really has it's it's good i mean it was good before but it's great now like I and I've always enjoyed the series, so yeah. If you if you are not watching it now, you should be.
0: Well, I think they they got more attention because, uh, well, I think they had time to stew a little bit. I think the show had time to like, um, uh, uh grow with uh, get better with age, and then sure. the way they came back, I think, Comedy Central gave them more freedom to uh, to to do funny stuff. And I think mm-hmm. that continued when they went back to the. Ne- they went back to Fox, right? Uh, they were at Fox, okay. and now they're at Comedy Central. Oh, there's they're full time on Comedy. Okay, I thought they, mm-hmm. I thought they went. They were return I thought they were resurrected by Fo- uh, by Comedy Central, then went back to Fox.
1: I don't believe that's the case. Last time I saw them, they were still at Comedy Central.
0: Okay. All right. All right. So, yeah, my recommendation is the Futurama Holiday Spectacular. So spread uh, peace and joy with that this holiday season. <laughs> um, I'm going to let you do your recommendation, and then I've got a second one. So go ahead, Paul.
1: Jeez, you, always, you, you have a lot to recommend, my friend. <laughs> you always do the second one. And I'm, I, shoot, I'm going to have to do another one. No, don't okay. worry about it. I don't wanna, <laughs> I don't
0: want to pressure you. This is just what I do. It's okay.
1: I No, I understand. It's okay. Uh, last week, I recommended the um, Star Wars version of Robot Chicken. This week, I am recommending the Star Wars version of Family Guy. Sweet. And it is called Blue Harvest. Blue Harvest is what I don't, I didn't know this before, but it was the kind of fake working title for the Return of the Jedi. Huh. Yeah. I didn't know that either. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of cool. So, yeah, it is a it is supposed to be a parody of the first Star Wars, well, first it is supposed to be the a parody of A New Hope. And uh yeah, it's it's great. I mean, it has it, it it has all those elements that you love about Family Guy and it's mixed in with Star Wars. So basically, if you are if you dig Family Guy and dig Star Wars, you've probably already seen it and if you haven't, you're crazy. But uh yeah, it's it's Basically, different characters in the show and embody characters in Star Wars. Okay. So you have Chris uh, as Luke. You have. <laughs> I, Peter, I was going to say uh,
0: that's got. He's got to be Luke.
1: Yeah, and you have Peter as Han Solo. You have Stewie as Darth Vader, of course.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you have obviously Lois as Leia. You have uh, Brian as Chewbacca. Yep. So you have this dog Wookie, which is awesome. <laughs> And yeah, it, it's a it's a great show. It's a it, it's a typical thirty. I believe it's a thirty, 30 minute runtime, if I remember correctly. Isn't but, this uh,
0: your Isn't this your second Family Guy recommendation that you've had on this podcast? It could be because didn't could you be. recommend the time travel one, or was oh, that just part think, of something else?
1: I think it was the part of the time travel series. Okay, like because they had done an episode specifically devoted to the whole idea. Well, they've done a few time travel episodes, but this one. Was them. I know the one you're talking about. Okay. It was when they went back in time to their pilot episode, their yeah. own pilot episode.
0: Yeah. 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 <laughs>
1: and uh, it's definitely, I, in both cases, I highly recommend it.
0: Is the Blue Harvest episode on Netflix?
1: That's a good question. I don't know. I bought it, so okay. I, I have not had the need to check. <laughs> and they do have, uh, they do have sequels uh, for this. The second one is entitled Something, Something, Something Dark Side.
0: Is that what it's, it's actually something 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 dark side? Yep. It's not you you just don't know. It is actually called something 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 dark side.
1: You got it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's so cool. <laughs> awesome. So um again, Paul's recommendation is The Family Guy, episode Blue Harvest. Check it out. All right, and my second recommendation because I like to one up you, of course. <laughs> At least that's what you're implying. Uh, my second recommendation is something I just caught right before the show started. So not a whole lot of planning went into act this recommendation. I just happened to see it and I wanted to talk about it. It's uh, a trailer for a brand new movie called MS-1 Maximum Security. And you watched the trailer. What do you think of it?
1: I did. that. I you know, we may not have planned for it, but that trailer kind of speaks for itself. I... I <laughs> I really like it. I, I like the way they're going with it. It's uh I, I hate to use such a it's, it's such a kind of tropey comparison, but it's almost like Die Hard in Space.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Um and it has uh what's his name? Guy Pearce mm-hmm. as the main character. And, and he's and got and
0: he's got a lot of really bad one-liners. Yep. Just like
1: just like Bruce Willis. Just
0: did. yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> a smoking a cigarette it's it's like it's like going back in time to the 1990s
1: totally mouthing off to your superiors uh general disregard for rules uh flirtatious with the one female that he's in contact with yeah it, the list goes on <laughs> but uh yeah i i i had not heard anything about this movie at all until you sent me this link and i've seen it and now i want to watch the whole thing <laughs>
0: I'm looking it up on IMDb. I couldn't find it on Wikipedia. Maybe it's on IMDb. I just want to find out what the release date of it
1: is. I believe it's April, uh, in 2012. I'm not positive on that. Okay. But I think it's April. But yeah, essentially the trailer is about uh, there's a super maximum security prison in space. So they've created this space station to house apparently very dangerous criminals. And they liked. They boasted in the trailer that you know there's. Zero violent acts. There are zero uh, sexual assaults. There, it's essentially the perfect prison. or At least that's how it's being built. And of course, the perfect prison is not so perfect. And there is a mass breakout. And it sounds like from the movie that they're trying to send in Guy Ritchie to this maxim, maximum security prison to save a woman who is stranded there, doing like an interview or something. And it's I, the and I,
0: it just happens to be the president's daughter.
1: Yeah, just, oh, yeah. F- sorry, I forgot to mention <laughs> that. It's also the president's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> what
0: are the chances?
1: <laughs> even, I mean, just even the, the plot
0: line to this movie sounds just, just uh, it sounds like a lame, like...
1: Totally. Uh, it's
0: tropey. Nothing but tropes.
1: Totally. Yep. And they're not skipping on the special effects, which I found surprising. I You know, I saw this, and I first I thought it was a serious film. Like, I had no idea of it, the tone of it. Yeah. And... It it looks like a serious movie, but then you have you know Guy Pierce pulling all these funny one-liners, and at the same time having some what I thought were pretty cool special effects. And I'm like, huh, all right, I guess they actually believed in this at least somewhat.
0: Yeah, not sure if it's meant to be funny. I don't think it is. I think it's it's meant. I think the the filmmakers made a serious movie, but it turned out to be kind of funny to us snarky people.
1: <laughs> I guess I don't know. Or they. Guy Ritchie did such a good job of being you know uh, John McClane that they thought, hey, we could probably make this work
0: he had to watch he had to have watched like some some diehard movies before he did this <laughs> had to
1: I hope so that'd make a great like co- that'd be- make a great uh, movie commentary he's in a lot of movies coming up,
0: yeah <laughs> I'm looking at the list, holy crap. He's in Prometheus coming out next year.
1: Okay. Oh, that's the Ridley Scott deal.
0: Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's um, awesome. I can't find the one that we're talking about anywhere. Really? Yeah. They've already
1: deleted it from it's IMDb? It's possible.
0: Ah. Is somebody playing a joke on us?
1: I don't know. This is a pretty you know, well-produced joke.
0: <laughs> or it's just not on IMDb. That's possible, too.
1: I could swear. Oh, hold up! I oh. I got this. I got this, Dave. We'll figure this one out.
0: Okay, I found it. It's it's okay. called it's on IMDb. It's called Lockout.
1: Really? Yeah. Oh. Um,
0: and it's got an April twentieth, twenty twelve. You were right, April. Okay. Yeah. Okay, right. that's cool. So IMDb has to get their act together because this is not the correct information.
1: Yeah, the official trailer. That's on YouTube right now is labeled something completely different. It's called MS1, yeah. Maximum Security.
0: Yeah, I don't know. All right, so uh, that's my second recommendation, and I'm looking forward to seeing that, definitely. Yep, yep, totally. All right, so let's move on to the final segment here. Question of the week. And I already talked about the SpaceX thing um, with the Dragon capsule, mm-hmm. uh, rendezvousing with ISS coming up in February. Um, so, the question is, Paul, in 10 to 15 years,
1: where would you like to see the commercial space industry? So, I had an interesting thought. I thought that it would be cool to have some sort of space-based uh, uh, space inter- entertainment. Okay. Like, like space races. I, and we haven't seen that yet. And it <sighs> occurred to me, and I kind of want it now. Yeah. I would love to see like you have these, you know, privately owned uh you know, you know c- company sponsored spaceships with pilots and you had you, I would love to see a race. That I think that would be amazing.
0: You know, and there's there's tons of money in the racing industry too. So they, I could see them doing this.
1: I that's what I want to see and I, I make it happen, you know, NASCAR whoever do this. <laughs> I think it'll be. I think it would be amazing.
0: It may not be the most exciting thing to watch, but it, it,
1: it'd be intriguing. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing. I'm not. I'm. You know. I'm not. <laughs> I could say a number of horrible things. I'm not into NASCAR. I'll just say that. No, no, <laughs> I'm no. Not, I'm not either. Yeah. But this is not. This is not cars, people. This is. These are. <laughs> these are spaceships. Why? Why would? How is that not awesome?
0: No, why? it would be awesome, and it would be the actual visual part of it would only be in the first few minutes when it launches. Um,
1: Oh, that's a good point. We would have to, you'd have to have like cameras follow them somehow. If you wanted to like, if you wanted full coverage.
0: No. Okay. So do you think it would start on earth or would you start the race in space?
1: The, I, uh, you could do either. You could do either. Like if you're talking like a, like a sailing race, for example, what they'll do is they'll have a certain area where the sailboats can, you know, go around in wherever pattern they like and then there's a timer going on in the background so once you cross a particular line then you're uh, when, uh, once the timer runs out you're allowed to cross that line does that make sense yep. so you have all these so you could do one of those things where you have a specifically defined area of the, of these spaceships going around because if you know if you had I don't know how difficult it would be to stop <laughs> if you're in space already, and then once the timer goes down, you would have people trying to get as close to the line as possible, you know with a running start, yep, and then go from there, or you could start from the or you could start from a, a ground launch, which would also be equally cool
0: this uh could be another way for commercial spaceflight to get spurred on, you know mm-hmm. I could see them doing a race
1: to the moon, maybe. That would be awesome. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah. Race to the moon 2020. Oh, dude. Yes. (laughs) Let's make it happen. Let's do it. That'd be sweet. All right. And then they'll get buried in space after a crash.
0: (laughs) My, uh, the question or the answer to my question is, um, what I want (laughs) to see. Yes.
1: Yes. What would you love to see? We've talked about sports. What would you like?
0: Okay. What I want to see is basically 2001, a space odyssey, um, a hotel. Speaking of the moon, a hotel on the moon with affordable round trip transportation. And when I say affordable, that means cheaper than the hundreds of thousands of dollars that Virgin Galactic is charging for their low earth orbit flights. You know, I'm talking. Um, what would be you a reason? You know, maybe. I uh, mean,
1: not for the super rich.
0: Yeah, no. <laughs> um, five grand. Make it five grand. Okay. Right. To to the moon, a couple nights stay and back again. Five grand. That's pretty reasonable, right?
1: I would step definitely reasonable for me. <laughs> I I would love to see that. I I don't know how to make that economical on the you know the The touristy side, no, but hey that's their job, <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. They have to figure out ways of making this happen, um, and I'm sure they could five grand yeah. if if you make the ships big enough, yeah you know, so you actually move a lot of people at once. I think five grand is possible,
1: I think it's possible we it, it, a lot of things just have to get streamlined, you know, like we have to. Come up with efficient ways of making spacecraft, and you know, getting the fuel that they would need, and all kinds of stuff.
0: Maybe it's about efficiency. Maybe combine our two ideas. You have the space tourists <laughs> on the moon watching the spa- the race to the moon and back. Oh, that would be so awesome! See, this I is like it. This is why me and you need to rule the world, my friend.
1: I could totally, dude. Yes. <laughs> I'm in charge. All right. (laughs) Let's do this. NASA, get to work. Okay, so uh,
0: if you're listening, let us know what you would like to see, the commercial space industry in 10 to 15 years. Uh, And you can leave your comments on this episode's page at galacticnetcast.com. You can also leave us feedback by calling 805-328-3966. We'd love to see a voicemail two weeks in a row. That would be pretty awesome. Um, also email galactic netcasts at com. the question i have for you paul is how sure. do people make sure that they don't miss a single episode of the time traveling robots in space podcast
1: well undoubtedly you guys are constantly refreshing your pages your web pages of to course make sure that you are getting us the very second that these episodes come out but if you do not have you know, if you have a job or something silly like that, you can always subscribe to it on iTunes, and uh, or you could fill out the form at the email form at uh, GalactedNetcast.com. com. You can also—I don't know if you've heard of this, Dave—but you can also hear the shows when you go to Stitcher Smart Radio. What is that exactly? I don't—I'm I don't, not familiar with Stitcher uh, Smart Radio. Basically, what it is on demand podcasts among other things it's on demand news talk and more on your mobile phone so the idea is is that you don't need to sync anymore and there is no memory or storage wasted on your phones because there's no syncing it's all over the air streaming of audio content so what you're saying
0: what you're saying is it's an app
1: it is an app an application
0: That that you put on your device
1: that's right it is available for your iphone your Android phone or your WebOS phone. Uh, but, or uh, but hey, hey, Blackberry. hey,
0: I've got a BlackBerry. I, I, th- there's no way that the Stitcher Smart Radio app is made for the BlackBerry, right? Oh, you know
1: what? I don't have that. Oh, wait. Yes, it doesn't. Really? <laughs> it's yes! amazing.
0: I really don't have a BlackBerry. I'm just play acting. But continue.
1: And you, I would be shocked if you did have a BlackBerry. <laughs> but for the two of you who do have a BlackBerry, your problem is solved. It's done. It's easy all and right all you have to go to do is st- go to stitcher smart stitcher stitcher dot com okay is the website
0: cool all right so uh, do that and then join us next week for episode 16 of the time traveling robots in space podcast thank you very much for joining us and until next week Paul captain Paul Spicard <laughs> of the starship um, what would what would your starship name be
1: ooh uh I kind of have to go with Normandy because I like Mass Effect. Awesome. Okay.
0: (laughs) All right. We'll talk to you next week, Paul. See ya. This has been a presentation of Galactic Netcasts. To subscribe to this and our other podcasts, go to galacticnetcasts.com.